Welcome to the How Soccer Explains Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership principles through the lens of the beautiful game. Welcome back to How Soccer Explains Leadership. Thanks a lot for being a part of the conversation. I'm Phil Dark, your host. My co-host, Paul Jobson, and I love getting to do what we get to do. I know I say this every week. It's because I mean it. We love bringing incredible content to you from the world of soccer, talking to people that are coaches, that are players, that are people who have played in the past, who are referees, different people that we get to talk to about the different lessons they learn from the game and how they're using it in every aspect of their lives. This summer, however, we wanted a little break. We just needed to take some time with our families and the different organizations that we're running and to focus on those things. And so we did that. We are going to be coming back at you in the next uh, probably three weeks or so from now with new episodes. Very excited about that. It's gonna We're going to kick it off with a conversation that Paul and I are going to have together, and then we're going to have some more interviews that we're going to bring to you. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, as we've done all summer, we have some great episodes from the Coaching Character podcast that never quite made it to the air. That's why we're calling them the Lost Episodes of the Coaching Character podcast. Hopefully you've been able to listen to those this summer and you've seen why we wanted to do it. It's just great content. It's stuff that we knew you could learn from. So we thought, hey, let's get it out there. So this episode that we're going to bring to you today is a conversation that I was able to have with Coach Roz, who's my co-host on that podcast, about the conversation we had last week that we released last week with Chris Saris, my cousin, just a great man who's doing great things. And so we had that conversation. We're going to get to that in just one sec, but I'd be remiss to say I just finished watching a great match between Manchester United and Liverpool, and I can say great because United won that game, and I am excited because it has not been a great start to the year, so it's good for us United fans out there, I'm with you guys, to get something to cheer about this season. So hopefully that will continue. If you're not a United fan, sorry, but I had to plug that in there just a little bit today. Without more from me today... Here we go with the lost episode of the Coaching Character Podcast. Welcome to Coaching Character. I'm Greg Rosler, Coach Roz. I got my partner in crime, Phil Dark. Coach Roz represents American football and accepted sports. I've got Coach Phil who represents the other game. And I'm, as usual, I'm jacked up about, about kicking this off. You've been under the weather. I'm you, I, I am glad to see that you're beginning to get your game face on, but you've, yeah. you've been down and out for a while. Yeah, the last few days, but it, it, I think I'm on, as I said, probably about 98% right now. If we were playing games, I would be playing, which is good. But, you know, I just want to make sure our audience doesn't pigeonhole us into one sport. Just being pretty faces? Just Well, just also <laughs> just I'm the... You know, soccer guy, oh, you're geez. the American football guy. You know, we're very well-rounded. I, I like to consider myself kind of a renaissance man, you know? I mean, like, I, I played all kinds of sports, and 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 I, I don't just know one sport. So I just want to make sure that our audience understands that, that we are more complete human beings than simply just one sport. So, you know, I mean, you may be. I'm not going to speak for you. I will let you speak for yourself. However, I just want Our people to understand. Our production queen, Katie, is going like this, going, yes. get on with it. Yes, maybe, My maybe, gosh. but I, I think that that's important for us to say. So our, you know, because what happens when someone coming on the show says, hey, I'm a baseball coach, and then you say that, and then all of a sudden they stop listening. So I just want to make sure that they understand that, that this applies to them too. But 
Anyway, we will we will move on. We had a tremendous interview with our last guest, and uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit further about that. So just back up a little bit. Tell everybody who our last guest was. Yeah, it's Chris Saris. He is actually a financial planner by trade right now, but he is also a quarterbacks coach at out there in Northwest Iowa. He he happens to be my cousin as well, which is is only important in that I know his character, and he's not just he's not just reading a line for that interview that we were able to do with him. He's a tremendous man of integrity of character, great dad, and uh, yeah, he played he played youth, high school, college football. He was a quarterback. And as I said on the on that other interview, we called him Little Chris because he was always we had my my. my older cousin is big chris and he he played linebacker and he was 63 235 in high school and and so little chris was a appropriate moniker but now i i don't know if little chris is bigger than big chris it doesn't really matter but the point is chris saris who we interviewed is you know 63 himself and and he's he's ripped and as i said he does crossfit now he's part owner of a gym and I just, like I said on the interview, I just, I just very much respect him. And I think after the interview, it, it, it went up. Well, and it was completely obvious to me the, the pride that you have as he was talking about your influence on his life and how you've helped shape him. And that's just, that's healthy and good to see. So congratulations to you. You are, you are mentoring others well. Well, he may have overstated it a bit, but no, I just, he's, he's a little brother to me and I've, I've treated it that way. So, you know, the other thing, another thing, I'm jumping subjects, not the other thing. Another thing Katie's pointing out to us is we have these questions that we list out that we send to our guest that we never get to. I mean, we, we may get to the first one, and then and then after that, it's game on, and we go an entirely different direction. And question two, three, four, they become irrelevant. So, uh, and and I think that has to do with your ADD. It could, it could. <laughs> but I, I will say, the last outline we did, we only didn't get to a couple of them, and they we changed them up a bit. So, and like we said, I think we can get these guests back on because what I what I really want to do is make sure we have these natural conversations that do go where the interviews yeah. take us right and and I I, I believe that that's what get, we're gonna get the most out of not for ourselves and just fun but I think for really everyone out there for each one of you that are listening you know we we respect your time you're choosing to download this and listen and we're sitting here going okay so what is the best that we can get out of these people to help the people that we that are taking the time to be a part of this show. Right, and after they sift through your and my nonsense and banter, I thought there was a couple of really good takeaways from, from Coach Chris's interview that I wanna, I wanna talk with you further about because it's an area that's right in your strike zone. But we asked Chris kind of in a, in a, in a seminar format to talk to us as youth coaches about the important things that he would like to see implemented at the youth level that filter up to his program. Now, that applies to football, but it could apply to any sport. And it wasn't a rehearsed question. And his answer was, if there's one thing that he would like to see at the youth level done better, it is coaching the area of attitude and effort. So to me, there's the, let's start with, where's the nugget? Where's Where's the gem that you could take away with? So now, I'm interviewing you, Coach, and saying attitude and effort. Are those intangibles that 
God gives some of us kids and doesn't give others? Or are those teachable, coachable mechanics that can be built into a practice plan? So talk to me about attitude and effort. Yeah, they're both absolutely learned behaviors. They're both absolutely things that you can get better at. They're both absolutely things that are teachable, coachable. It really comes from a learning posture, a humble posture. It comes, all of that is part of it. Attitude is something that, you know, I believe our attitudes can always be better, right? And, and I'm not saying be like, you know, it's, it's not always the cheery person who's that optimistic person who just annoys everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Attitude can be a, you're mad, it's like, you know, the, the Bible talks about a righteous anger. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be a time for that anger. And that, but your attitude is, is what do you have to be to be, make the, the team better and to be the best for the team, right? And, and I think there's this great thing talking about our mental, our mental health. And Caroline Leaf, who's a, a great author, she wrote a book called Switch on, Switch on Your Brain and talks about the neuroscience behind things. And she would always say, you can't change your circumstances, but you can change how you react to those circumstances. And each time you react to a circumstance in a negative way, it literally changes your brain in such a way to make it more, neg- more toxic. And to the contrary, when you react to things with a positive way, there's all kinds of chemical things going on with serotonin and oxytocin and dopamines and all these different brain chemicals that that we don't need to get into. The point of it is when you replace those with positive things and positive thinking, I I don't know why I just thought of Saturday Night Live with Stu Smalley with stinking thinking. But when when you don't have that, when you have the positive thinking, it actually retrains and rewires your brain to be healthier and less toxic. And that goes for teams too. It's a contagious thing, right? Because that idea of serotonin, which I talks about, which is kind of like the, the good feeling chemical. When you, when you either encourage someone and you give encouraging words to people, or you are encouraged, or you simply see someone being encouraged by somebody else, your serotonin levels go up. And that actually leads to healthier, healthier thinking. So I had no idea we were going here today in this in this conversation, but I think that that is something. The point of that is that is not only learned, but it's contagious. The attitudes are contagious, negative or positive. It's why I asked the question of Chris: Can a coach be neutral in in his impact? And and I agree with Chris. And we'd never talked about that, yep. but I agree that it's positive or negative. It's not going to be a neutral. Just you just come and go, and you didn't have an impact on that kid. No, you will have that impact, and it will be. I think it will be lasting. And, I, and my kids still talk about their coach when they were five years old. We see him at, at church, or we see him in community, and they're like, "Oh, it's Coach Mark." And you know, and and they look at him and go, "You know, Coach Rich or Coach." And I remember them all, and I remember their impact on the kids, and and just those. And if they were positive with them, I think it helped them love the game more. It helped them be a stronger person. It helped them in all different ways. And we as parents, we appreciate other adults speaking that truth into into our kids. So I think that's the attitude side is it's absolutely something that is coachable, teachable, and also critical. I mean, if you have negative Nellies on your team, it brings your team down. You could have the best player in the world, and if they're a a negative person, if they're a person who's arrogant, if they're a person who has massive ego, it's going to bring the team down. So that's the attitude side. What what, what are your thoughts on just the attitude? Then we can go to that. We can talk about the effort here in a minute. First of all, I love where you are on it. And you were trying to confuse me. You were trying to confuse an Aztec with dopamine and, and serotonin and all of that. But I was tracking right with you. Yeah. That was my pre-med stuff. Okay. But I, 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 I love 
where you're camping. I really, I really do. We have kids that show up at our practice with what we would describe as, quote, unquote, a bad attitude. Now, I was at some seminar somewhere. Somebody told me, and I, I, I think I buy into this, that an attitude is merely a direction that we're leaning about a particular subject. Mm. We, we, we may have a good experience and, and, and positive experience with the subject. Maybe the subject's sitting on the bench or it's or we're leaning another direction. So so I'm running it through my grid of it's an experience that we have that creates how we're responding. So now I'm coaching kids and I've got the best player on the team but he has he or she has a a negative direction, a bad attitude. And and do I as a coach choose to live with that? work around it, step around it, or do I begin to develop some scenarios and coaching situations where I begin to change the direction that they're leaning about sharing playing time? Or if, you're, if your grades aren't acceptable, there's going to be a consequence. If you behave like a donkey at home to mom and dad, there's going to be a consequence on the field. So I'm, I'm in real time trying to build out how do we create better attitude exercises yeah. that, we can, that we can chart. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's something that it really comes from culture. And, and uh, you know, we'll get into the mission statement here in a minute, but it, it comes from coaches truly believing it. And here's the thing about, about attitude. It, it really is independent of your talent level. It's not, it's not directly or indirectly correlated to your talent level. Your attitude can be great if you're the worst player on the team, or it can be great if you're the best player on the team. It can be terrible if you're one of those two, right? But what I've found with attitude is, interestingly, your team gets better when you have good attitudes. People want to show up. People want to play. People want to give their best. Everybody wants to get their best, top to bottom. And when you have great attitudes and it's contagious, it's something that those playing time issues, those, you know, they don't go out the window, but they become less of issues because people have team above self. We always talk about team above self, but it's a lot harder to have team above self when everyone's attitude stinks. It's much easier when people are an actual team. Right. And so, you know, I just think about all these movies that we watch. Right. You know, you don't see movies about the guy with the really good attitude that, you know, wasn't good. And or I mean, that was really good. And then he becomes worse because he got a bad, He had a bad attitude. Right. Like, you know, you see these kids who stink. And they have a really good attitude and they have a massive impact on their team. I think of Rudy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he wasn't. He was a guy, and that's you know based on a true story, right? Yep. Obviously, it's Hollywooded up, sure. but it's a kid who had little talent little, at that level, little, and he had a phenomenal attitude. He went out there every day, and he talked about effort, effort too, right? So he's putting it in the effort. He has a great attitude, and it ha- it's contagious, right? And then he change ends up the, playing, change the culture, changes of their everything, team. right? Changes, yeah. This guy, this kid who's a nobody, 
in the in kind of this world or in Notre Dame football he was a nobody right so and then, or you look at these other things of the of the great player has a terrible attitude and they're bringing the team down and so what happens throughout the movie or the story is oh well their attitude changes a little bit and then it changes a little bit you know I think about some really bad movies that I've watched that have that storyline because I do have five kids and we've watched a lot of bad movies in our day but but that's really that storyline right is the attitude changes and that changes their play stays the same level they're still really good but the team was toxic before and now that attitude of that player who does unfortunately or fortunately whatever the case the best players talent wise typically have a disproportionate impact on the team attitude wise so if they're great that will bring the team up to that level of attitude and if they're a, a you know a stinky attitude they're going to bring that team down it happens whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it happens. And you see the team's performance typically happen there too, right? So that's where I look at attitude as not just from a team performance standpoint, but obviously from a long-term standpoint too, because if you're learning these behaviors, then they're going to play out in your life in other directions too, which is why I do love that mission statement that they have. Yes, because of what it says, but also because of the fact that it says life, in your life, not in your team. So anyway said a lot there well okay and so now you take me down the road of you and i are movie buffs and you're using the rudy analogy and it 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 just struck me as you were as you were talking that coach chris's message was two things attitude and effort the rudy story was written about two things his attitude and his effort that's right his effort exceeded yep the norm right and 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 so the, the the other thing that hit me as i'm as i'm going wow rudy attitude and effort how many great notre dame players have come and gone that a movie and an inspirational right. story was not written about yeah they wrote an inspirational story about a guy that didn't play but it was his attitude and effort it's just interesting the what what's well, that's what matters there. in life yeah your attitude and your effort that's what matters in life it, these other things you know may matter on the field but not much further beyond that yeah. right it's what do, you, what do you hear right i mean if you if you shoot for excellence you just might hit i mean if you shoot for perfection you just might hit excellence right yeah. i think that was vince lombardi but I, I think of ted lasso who's a great a great it's a great show on apple tv it's a it's a funny very funny show but what he says it was as a joke but it was 150 percent effort or 100% effort, 150% of the time, right? And it's just like, but it's just this The math idea. doesn't add up. Right, it doesn't matter, but and that's the kind of the point of that show. If you've seen it, you'll appreciate that joke. But but that's the idea, right, is it's give that effort all the time. And I can't remember, what is it, the, the Friday Night Lights saying that he always said it's like clear minds, pure hearts, whatever. You're stuck um, on Saturday Night Live. No, Chevy Friday Night Lights, Oh, not Friday Night Lights. I thought Night. you said Saturday. You were no. earlier, you did Saturday Night Live. I did Saturday Night Live, yeah, but right. I did. Friday Night Lights, Saturday Night. All right, we very got two different. days out of the very week. Very <laughs> different, very different shows. But, you know, when you hear these mantras, when you hear these mottos of teams, they typically are not about playing the game, right? They're about effort or attitude or how you're how you are approaching the game, how you are approaching your practice, how you are, what kind of effort are you giving, what kind of attitude do you have. That's really what you see. And yet, 
We don't spend much time in that in practice. How many times, and this is where I, I love, because I know Chris, because I have talked with him about it, I know that the team does not just have a motto, does not just have a mission statement, like you talk to, the parents know it. They're teaching the kids what it means, too. They're spending, like, it's not just we have this thing, and we know it, and we might even say it here and there, we might have before a game do it as part of our cheer but they don't really know what it means and how it applies to their life beyond. That's where I think we as coaches can go to that next level to say, hey, we're going to have these things that we say that aren't just words. It's actually what we as a coaching staff believe. We want you to believe it. We want your parents to believe it. And if you don't believe it and if you don't live it out on the field, you're not going to be part of this program. I don't care how good you are. Well, you 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 move you move us into a very dangerous but 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 important area. When we have a kid who's got a poor attitude, it doesn't take us far. Right. We we don't have to go up the food chain very yeah. far, do we? Absolutely. To know that there's probably some parents that need some help in that in in how they're fostering that as well. Now it becomes it becomes dangerous because we're parenting and coaching parents. Uh, but but if, you know, it, and it kind of moves us into this mission statement thing and what when will we ask Chris, Chris, Chris and their coaching staff is well beyond the, the, the norm in that, first of all, they have a mission statement. Yeah. And then is the mission statement a living, breathing mission statement uh, that, that the parents understand as well so that when times get tough... Yeah they can refer back to the mission statement you know and when 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 a co- when a parent's coming and talking to you about playing time or uh, or some of the things that are selfish understandable but selfish desires yeah. for them and their kid and you just route them right back through the mission statement that's right <laughs> just right back through the mission statement that we discussed before the season began that's right not 10 minutes after the game where my child only got six minutes playing time. Well, and that's where I, I start looking at teams and I go, we have team meetings. We have parent meetings. Typically with youth sports, you have the parent meetings, right? High school sports, we don't have parent meetings as much. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get back to that. We need to have mandatory parent meetings. Mm-hmm. Mandatory kids come with their parent meetings, not just kid meetings not just parent meetings but together and make it mandatory if you don't show up your kid's not on the team and if it's not that big of a priority for you then then you're not prioritizing the team right and 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 there may be exceptions obviously i mean and if there's an exception you say okay we're going to have a meeting separate but in that meeting you talk about the mission statement and here's what it means and we're going to send this home. You talk about it with your player. You sign it off. Yes, you're, you're literally forming a contract mm-hmm. that this is what we're about. And Chris talked about it. They literally had parents trying to get the coaches fired because of their mission statement, because of their focus, because of yeah. this thing that you and I say is critical and we think is super important and is the important things, right? And some people will disagree with us and they're not going to listen to this. Yeah. But those who are listening, I'm guessing that you agree with us on this and say, because you have perspective. You've lived life, and you go, I learned so many great lessons from my teams, and I also learned lessons I don't necessarily want to remember. But I look at it, and I go, 
like you said, it doesn't fall far from the tree, but part of it is that we don't invite the parents in as much as I think we should and we need to. Um, and a lot of times it's because parents don't want to invite the coaches in because they don't want the coaches necessarily knowing what they're teaching their kids. And they go, no, we're, we're, you guys, you don't have any input into this at all. Right. I want it to be a partnership, right? Not on the strategies and this, yeah. but as far as I love that at my kid's school, I get a note that doesn't just say your kid got in trouble today, but here's what happened. Here's the story. And because we're in partnership with the school, with the mm-hmm. principal, with the teachers, right? It's a small, it's a small private school, but that's how I believe it should be with coaching too. I love when I have relationships with the parents. I love social media that's been able to be able to do that with me. But when you have those relationships with the parents and there's an issue, you can talk with the parent. Now, you and I both know there's a lot of parents who are disillusioned. Sure. And they not only think their kid is the best thing since sliced bread, but if their kid has a terrible attitude, if their kid said something or does something or doesn't show up for practice, they should still play because they're so-and-so. And you look at them and go, you really think your kid's above the team? And the answer is yes, they yep, do. They do. <laughs> and they think their kid is that good mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have to do everything else that the rest of the team has to do. And they should have a silver platter for everything that they do. And I look at them and I go, first of all, even if that were true, which it isn't for anybody, I don't think anyone's, no, nobody's ever above the team, but what is that teaching them about life? Yeah. That if you have a job, you just don't need to show up? Because you're really good at what you do. No no good boss will put up with that. No. Right? And if you're teaching your kid that, because I'll tell you what, in college, they're going to get things handed to them. If they're a really, really good player in college, they're going to get things handed to them on a silver platter. And I, I never like that too much, honestly. I mean, I get some of it because you have to have certain things because of your schedule is crazy. But to just hand things to, to people and say, oh, you're way more important than the rest of us because, because you throw a ball well. Yeah. Or you kick a ball well. The, ru- the rules change for you. Yeah. So I look at it and I just go, but a lot of that stems from the parents too. Because I know it because I'm a parent, but I'm also a coach. So I see it on both sides. And I know as a parent, if, if, if a coach comes to me and says, hey, there's an issue with your kid, I'm like, let's talk about it. I'm 100% behind your decision. Yep. I got your back. Unless. As, as a parent. Letting my kid get away with murder. Yeah. And then I'll go talk to the coach off offline and I'll be yeah. like, why are you doing this? This is not teach, teaching my kid a good lesson. My kids have come to me with several issues with their coaches recently. And I've, you know what I've said to them? I said, go talk to your coach. You know, as, as you're talking, one of the things that's spinning around is we've had an opportunity to interview people that are successful, have achieved success, whether it's Harrison, whether it's Coach Chris, it seems to me that they will tell you that it took a village to get them where they were with what they have achieved. Very rarely will they say, or you as a parent say, our success, the the success of my child was strictly my wife and I. There was an instrument, and you come from a functioning family. We would like to believe we're functioning families. My daughter played soccer at a competitive level, and I think we're a functioning family, but there's periods in her life that I was the dumbest human being that ever was put on the face of Mm -hmm. the earth. Her coach, her coach poured into her, and, and he assumed some a role that at different periods of time, I couldn't fill that role. Right. I'm dad, but I couldn't fill that role. Yep. 
And, and there was times where, as a parent, I have to separate a little bit and let coach do his job. Absolutely. And there was times where I didn't necessarily agree with it, and one or two times where I went head-to-head with him on it, and very rarely did it get me the result that I was looking for. Coach is coach. I got to let him do his job, and I got to let him fulfill his role. Yeah, and I and that's kind of what I, I'm getting. I think I think we've talked about this on the show too. I, I do so many podcasts. I forget, you know, whether it was this one or another this one. This is the only one I care about. Yeah, I know it's yeah. the only one you care about. So you can tell me whether yeah. I actually Finish. talked about this on this show. Oh my gosh. But but the idea that you know, I agree absolutely. I see the coaches as part of that team, so to speak, that is helping to raise my kids. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, me and me and my wife have the last say, the sure. last word on it. But if I know and I see that my, you know, my kids, whatever age, quite frankly, if I know that their coach has a voice in their life and I know their coach well and I I respect their coach, if I don't respect their coach, there's a good chance they're not playing for that coach, right? Sure. But if, if I respect the coach and I, I say, okay, I know that they can communicate this message much better to my kid. So I'm going to go to the coach and I'm going to be like, hey, Here's something we've been trying to get across to our kid, if it's appropriate, obviously, for the coach to say, not like, hey, do your home, you know, do your homework would be, but like, you know, you don't wash the dishes well enough. That would probably wouldn't be something the coach would necessarily say and normally. But if it's something, you know, character, if it's something integrity, if it's something about hard work, if it's something about effort, if it's something about they could be better, they got to push harder, whatever it is, like, if I know they can send that better and it would be received better, I'm going to go talk to that coach and I'm going to say, hey, is there a way you can incorporate this into your conversation? I know my son right now, you know, he's been he's been bummed, mm-hmm. understandably so, about life. He's a senior in high school. And he is bummed out of all the things he's mo- missing and losing. And soccer is hardly getting to play. And then he's frustrated with this, that, and the other thing. And someone talked to his coach the other day. And I just said, hey, if you can reach out to him sometime soon. I know that would mean a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can say the same thing to my kid. But this is a guy that he respects, and it's become like a, you know, whether big brother, uncle, whatever to him. And he has my son's ear. And so him saying something about that will will mean very, it'll, it'll mean, it might be a similar level, but it means something very different. And I think it'll be something that will speak a message that, that they need to hear. It would be, it would be interesting um, for a fact, your, let's just stay with your son for a second. He can't play today. I would like to believe I would like to believe that if if the coach is a playmaker coach, that that coach is corresponding with your son right now more than maybe he might be during whatever an average season is. Yeah. Is is a player hearing from from coach on a regular basis? Is a is a player during these is a coach during these COVID times pouring into their team? more than ever with what they can do. And I'm not talking about, okay, go out and stay stay current with your drills. I'm talking about character and life things. Right. You know, is it is it possible that interviewing your son in the future, your son says, well, I didn't get to play my senior year, but let me tell you what my coach and I did and how we bond and how we came together right. more in this crazy time than – uh, a weekly COVID update. Absolutely, and I and I do think it's critical to reach out to the players during times like this. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily even just mean COVID. It could be when they're hurt. 
Yeah. And they're out and they maybe aren't, you know, able to come to practice for a while or they're they've been sick for a while or their family moved even sometimes and you still have a, a relationship with them. Now, I will say I'm a coach of high school girls. Mm-hmm. Make it appropriate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't cross boundaries that shouldn't be crossed. No. Don't get too close with, you know, if it's not appropriate, don't do it. And no. you know what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate. Sure. But I can say to my wife, hey. Can you reach out to these kids, yeah. these girls? You know, and my wife's done that with some of my some of the girls that I coach. And we can reach out to the team, me and the, the other head coach, who's a who's a man as well. We can reach out to the team and check in with them. Just, hey, how are you doing generally? Right? And then make sure that they're staying healthy emotionally and mentally and and physically as well. All of it's critical. So I think that those are all really important things to to keep in mind. Yep. And uh, and as we wrap up today, I'm, I'm going back to centering us back to our coaches clinic, our mm-hmm. hypothetical coaches clinic. So a successful coach in Iowa has said that one of the most important things that you can be sending me to the players at my level is a kid whose attitude is, is good and is giving their maximum effort. That's what I'm hearing. That that's that's our coaching takeaway, and where where we as playmakers are going to spend more time is there may be coaches that have got attitude and, and effort all figured out in their practice plan, but there also might be some coaches that are willing to expand and learn and go. Gosh, I could use a little help in in coaching in the area of attitude and effort. So. We will now go to work and yeah. go. Okay, how do we how do we teach attitude and effort in our practice plan? Absolutely, and 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 begin to build uh, build that out. Yeah, and and I I think we we actually forgot to do this on the last episode, but it's something that I I, I do want to invite you coaches out there who are listening to this, or parents who are listening to this, or players who are listening to this, and you have ideas on this that have worked in your practice plans that that you actually incorporate these things into uh-huh. your into your practice plans, please reach out to us. You can go to the theplaymakers.org website. Just go to the contact there and 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 type in a message to us, and and, and we'll get it there. You can also go to the Coaching Character Facebook page and, and join that or join the Facebook group and join that group and and be able to interact with us there. So you know, those are all things that that we would love for you to be able to do because again, we do not absolutely do not want this conversation to stop at this download where you listen to us. You turn it off and you're done. You know, we all know not a lot's going to change if that's all it is. But if you're interacting with us, we're interacting with you. We're, we're going to, you know, we're working on developing curriculum for these things that we're talking about. And so that we could hopefully introduce it to your teams, you can use it for others. And, and that, that's really what I hope is that this isn't just something that's cool and we talk about it. But this is something that we're actually implementing into lives so that lives are being changed and it really is a, a, a contagious, a good thing that is contagious. You know, we've all gotten our experience with bad things that are contagious lately. We don't want those anymore. We want these good things that are contagious and that will just hopefully rip through sports so that all these negative things that have been ripping through sports over the years can start being pushed aside. But the only way that's going to happen is if we have people of integrity who have good attitudes, who themselves are getting giving great effort who themselves have character that are pouring into the lives of these kids intentionally with tools that they can use to be able to do it right so you know 
I've, I've, I always say that when we as coaches, we as leaders are cultivating environments for others to flourish in. Well, it's hard to cultivate environments. You know, if you're talking about gardening, it's hard to cult- cultivate a garden without right tools. If you're just using your hands, it's really hard to really get into the dirt. So we're, we really need these tools, and that's what we're wanting to create. We are going to be, you know, creating and pushing those out, hopefully, in, in early, two t- maybe not early, but probably, you know, spring to mid-21. We'll be getting stuff out there, and then hopefully by then we're actually able to meet in person where we can we can actually connect with people and, and have lunch together or something. You know, I don't know. Crazy, crazy concept, crazy thoughts, but we'll, we'll see. Yep, you're you're exactly right. And uh, so as we as we wrap up today, and you mentioned this, follow us a variety of different ways. Go to our website, theplaymakers.org. Follow us on our Facebook page, Coaching Character. There's a variety of different social media ways, but but just to reiterate what you're saying, Phil, take the information and share it with somebody. Yep. Just take the information and share it with somebody, and let's get on this adventure and see where it goes. Absolutely. Because we do know that the best way to get this stuff out is word of mouth. You telling a friend, this is an episode, this is, this. I think you're going to learn from this, I think you're going to take away. That's the best way to get this stuff out there. If you simply just share it on Facebook or, or Instagram or Twitter or whatever else, that's good, that helps. But if you if you literally go to somebody and say, hey, here's a download, Help them get it on their phone if you really think it's going to help them. We'd appreciate that, but not because we get another download on our on our box, whatever, but because we know it will actually help people and help lives, especially these interviews we've been able to do. So thanks a lot, folks, for for just again for this download. Thanks a lot for being a part of this, and and we you know both both Coach Roz and I, we, you know, we really hope that you do take what you're learning and you implement it into your coaching so that you can help yourself be a stronger person, and and you can help your players and and their parents and their families, not just today, but in the future. You can help all of them be stronger, better, more character-driven people. As I listened to that episode again, I just reminded myself of why I'm so grateful that Paul and I took this break this summer, not just because it's been really good to have great time with our families. I mean, I was able to do a road trip. I know Paul's had some incredible time with his family and being able to do the stuff with Warrior Way, but also because there's just some really good conversations that we were able to have with really important topics that we got to cover. I mean, to be able to talk about attitude and effort, that's just critical. That's so important for us as coaches. That's so important for us as parents. That's important for us as bosses. That's important for us in every area of our life. Also, how coaches and parents need to work together. That's, that's something that I don't know about you, if, but as a coach, that's something I've really seen that's super important. As a parent, it's also something I've seen that's super important. So again, I'm just very grateful that we were able to bring these episodes to you this summer, and I hope that you are also grateful that we were able to do it. To just wrap it up today, I want to remind you that you can go find out more about Warrior Way at warriorwaysoccer.com. That's what Paul and Marcy Jobson are doing. If you want to learn about coaching the bigger game, which is some of that stuff that Christian and DeVries and I have been working on for the last year or so, you can check all that out at coachingthebiggergame.com. There's all kinds of other stuff you can learn. You can go to the show notes at howsoccerexplainsleadership.com to learn about that. Anything we mentioned in the show, those resources will be there. You can click on the link in the show notes. As always, just want to wrap it up by reminding you that we hope that everything we're doing here will help you to be a better coach, will help you to be a better parent, a better spouse, a better leader, 
a better friend, better in everything that you do. And it will continually remind you that soccer does explain life and leadership. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.